Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome back to my weekly podcast. Taste of Taylor. I forgot what it was called for a second there. I'm Taylor Strecker. You guys, today I have joining me my friend Alex Themopoulos. This is the legit third, third time. time we have recorded this podcast. We just can't get our shit together. Um, the first time we recorded like right before um, the news of George Floyd broke. And so we felt like the tone that we were like talking in just was like, we were looking at the world through different eyes like now than we were before. Exactly. And so we were like, we don't even know who those people are. So we're not going to talk about like, you know, hating people on social media for trolling us. That doesn't really seem like an imperative <laughs> conversation. So then we got together and had what I thought was the most important monologue of my life. <laughs> and truly... It was almost, it's divine intervention because God came down from the heavens and said, you will not release this pile of steaming garbage. No, ma'am. So he ruined my audio or she, whatever you think. It, right. It, whatever. Um, they, I should say. So now here we are. <laughs> again. Again. And we are, we, this time we are going to record this fucking podcast and it's going to see the light of day. I'm thrilled and so excited i've what we've talked more in the last three weeks than we have in our entire time that we've known each other like literally hold on i need to fix this microphone situation over here can you hear me better now it sounds fantastic i feel like celine dion you feel like the greatest singer in the world okay so alex today we're just we are both adult women and we are living with our mommies and daddies and (laughs) i am living with my mommy and daddy in a relationship Alex is living with her mommy and daddy single, right? Per usual. This is the story. Of my, the, my autobiography <laughs> is just going to be called, I'm moving back home again with my dog. <laughs> Wait, how many times have you lived at home? Too many. Too many. Let's let, let's talk about it. Um. Oh, God. I. The thing is, is that I, I'm extremely independent. I've been financially on my own since I was 18. Uh-huh. But like, you know apartment living in LA and then I was moving for a while and then I opened this restaurant. So I've just always been kind of a gypsy and in uh-huh. between places, I've always kind of found my way back. home. Okay. So I think this is so fascinating. So we're both millennials. I'm an elder millennial. I'm, I'm an elder. Mo- uh, well, yeah, I guess yeah. I'm a middle 33 you're, you're millennial. Now you, you can't, you can't pull my card. I'm like, I think I'm kind of like Jen exy even that's how elder millennial i am so Mm. maybe you're like a teenage millennial great fine whatever (laughs) but i think this is interesting because this was this was a i mean millennial that there's a there i'm i'm obsessed with like um generational um analysis it's really interesting like what generation you're born in and how it affects your life and i just i think then generations tend to like knock it along with the the ones that precede them and the ones that follow them it's just it's 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 really interesting stuff and um but millennials have like a super bad reputation among all the other generations i i hear now that even gen zers are coming for millennials like on tiktok like there's this whole tiktok thing where they make fun of millennials oh like when we call boomers boomers like okay boomers they're like okay millennials yeah you know what fuck them (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't do your little unless they're listening to this. Which did, I don't think they are. No, I don't they're think not. They are. They're, they're not. not. They're not. Fuck you, Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I mean, mean that was Gen Z, and he thinks I'm ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, right. Your your medium, your social, your social medium is TikTok, and you're gonna come for us like right. an avocado toast. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Go eat a but Tide anyway, Pod. Stupid idiot. <laughs> but millennials have a, such a bad reputation. We like, really do because you know what? We, we're the worst. <laughs> well, no. I mean, so no, I we're the best. When I, was, when we, I actually think millennials, people are starting to see a side of millennials that they're like, oh, actually, they're they're changing the like the way that we view career and business in this world in a good way. I think millennials have like a very European approach to things. Like, you can work from anywhere, you know. They, I mean, they really utilize technology to their uh, to, to their the best capabilities. I think a lot of millennials actually are surviving during these crazy times in regard to work. I'm not saying everyone. I know people have been laid off or their their salaries have been you know like reduced significantly. But like I, a lot of the millennials that I work with on my radio show, they all are still employed, which is you know fascinating right it's, it's just given the industry that they're in is how they're able to work remotely um i mean like i feel like millennials definitely invented zoom right oh for sure for sure so well i think people i think people are starting to see millennials in a different light but i remember when i worked at sirius we kept getting all of these interns that were like millennials and like when i say that i'm almost gen x i could pass for a gen xer even though secretly like i my heart was always in the millennial realm right so I remember I had a boss and she said that they had to go at Sirius, like management had to go to millennial training no. to learn how to deal with millennials. I swear, I swear, I swear. And so it was basically like, approach them gently. They've been coddled their whole lives. Like they need gold stars, give it to them, but like not to a, uh, not, not, not to a degree that's going to be like distracting to the work. Like basically boomers were taught how to handle millennials like with a completely different set of rules and kick gloves which of course only makes boomers hate them even more exactly right? they're like oh sorry you can't abuse these young children anymore <laughs> make them stay for extended periods of time speak to them in a disrespectful manner you know i yeah. think also on the other flip side of it is millennials are like the way things have been going mm, this is not how you treat people well, they're actually, they've been right. We, we thought that they were sniveling entitled brats, but no, they're just fighting for human Decent, equality. And decency. And, and decency, and respect. like literally. And so I get I think, it. Some millennials are total babies and they're entitled and they don't want to work. But I also would say millennials are extremely resourceful. We're, we're kind of the first generation where we weren't guaranteed a job out of college. And yeah. even if we did follow the path of our parents, we went to college, we got a degree, we we're going to get a good job or whatnot. We can't pay our fucking rents. We can't, right. we, you know, it, it, it's ridiculous. We, we were never, most of us are never going to be able to make enough money, no matter how hard we work, unless we invent a fucking app or something to buy a right. house, right. Uh, send our kids to college. There's, there's a huge uh, uh, financial gap Massive. between our generation and the generation before. But the thing that happens is that if we're the next generation, right? I mean, we if we're not buying homes, then homes aren't as valuable as they once were. Like, we, like our, our situation is going to affect the future of the world because we are in, we're, we're, we're what? A 15 year span of people making economic decisions and living in, and, and trying to survive. So the world will be affected by millennials, whether we like it or they like it or not. It just, uh -huh. it is what it is. And I kind of think that like the bubble is bursting and while that's scary, I also think it's a good thing. I think like the world needs to kind of be like control alt deleted. Mm -hmm. And because we make absolutely no money and are barely surviving, we are the control alt delete to that. Exactly. So, well, but I, another I, would say, I would say this though, like we both are making money. You and I are both making good livings, nice livings. Yes. Nice. If my parents was what my, if my parents made what I'm making now when I was a kid, we'd be like, you know, live, live in large, but I'm, I'm like living in a one bedroom. I was living in a one bedroom piece of shit apartment in Hollywood and I was over it, you know? <laughs> I, it's, and, and I, I mean the, my apartment is a mortgage on a house, Uh huh. Yeah. you know, what we pay. Um, but that's the thing is we've been choosing to live these like very, I mean, I, I think there are studies that say that millennials like were choosing to not be in the suburbs and, and to choose a more metropolitan lifestyle. And then a pandemic hit, which uh -huh. changed Everything, everything right 
Like we all had plans to be like, we're just fuck out. We're just gonna like live in the study forever. Like that, that's just like it's so chic. And like now it's like, oh wait, cities are the worst right now. Literally everything that they're good for is taken away. We can't restaurants, go out to restaurants, bars, bars friends. <laughs> it's like the theater. You know, all of the things that I loved about New York are concerts. Gone. Everything gone, gone. So here we are, sitting our in our millennialness, trying to figure things out. But something that's very millennial is living with your parents until you're like in your fucking thirties. I mean, and even those of us who got out, we've still come back. So this pandemic has created a very interesting situation, and I mean, mo- uh, many millennials are living with their boomer parents, right? Yeah. And um, we are two of them. So I mean, I would say I'm, I'm just I would like to say I'm just visiting for an extended period of time. I, w- I don't like saying I'm living with my parents because I'm not. I mean, I have I'm like living half the time at, um, at my friend's house. I'm a gypsy. Basically, I'm yes. the world's house guest at, at this yes. point in time. You really are. You're you're quite proficient. You know what, who you are? You're Cato Kalen. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you so much. So but uh, but I want to ask you. So like. You said you've always been very independent and you have lived in a bunch of different cities, but like, why do you always come home? And like, how long do you come home for before you start to like lose your mind? Because for me, I am, you know, this is the first time I've ever stayed over a week with my parents in like a decade. So I was, I, when I was in high school, my parents were super strict, maybe break up with my boyfriend. Of course, I dated him behind their back. Shut the fuck up. But like, they were very strict. And so I remember being like, I can't wait to get away from you. I hate living here. I hate this town. And I hate you. And so when I went to college, I was like free. And then I also realized that financial independence was what was very important for me too. So that was something that I was very like, very heavily focused on in college. Meanwhile, my parents pay my fucking entire college tuition. So jokes on me for thinking I was financially independent. What a little fucking right. brat I was. But like pretty quickly when I moved to New York City, I was on my own financially, like within like a year and a half. Again, totally privileged. I'm fully aware of that. But like, and well, you know what I did? Truth. I found a rich dude to replace my parents with yeah. my, my codependence in terms of finances. And that's just the truth. Yeah. And that unfortunately we for got me, a divorce. <laughs> fortunately for me, there were no very rich lesbians. I was hanging. Every lesbian I was hanging out with was dirt poor. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that helped me for a very long time with my financial independence from my parents. Right. But then I got a divorce and then I kind of felt like I needed them to help me out again. So, you know, there's been a push and a pull, um, but I, I have not really like, like, like relied on my parents financially or been with them for extended period of time for like a decade and a half because I think the marriage helped me right with that. So, but now here I am and I am still like, I'm financially independent and I'm contributing to, you know, like staying here because I don't want my parents to think that I'm like freeloading off of them. But, like, I am shocked at how, like, comfortable I am, like, living with my parents. It's it's psychotic. And that doesn't mean we don't fight. We fight over, like, everything. Mm -hmm. But I'm still comfortable in it. You know what I'm saying? It's very, like, I I almost feel like I'm going to just move in with them. And that's disturbing to me. Because I've worked so hard for my own independence. No, no, no. No, she kind of is okay with it. Like, as long as we see Taylor's family as well as mine. Like, that's the thing is, Tay's actually, I think, Tay's thumbs up. I'm looking at it right now. Tay's like, yeah, we can like live with my parents, live with your parents, live with my sister. Sounds good to me. Like this is a very commune way of living that we're getting used to. But maybe it's the future. Well, what's the longest you've ever lived with your parents? Um, that it's it's it 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 differs because. I could be technically living at home, like meaning my stuff is here, but I'd be here for a week and then leave. And, you know, it's never, I'm never here for an extended period of time. I don't think I could handle it. So what's the longest? Probably a week and a half. I mean, a week and a half, two weeks, like staying here every single night, but usually, you know, I'll travel, I'll, you know, whatever before this pandemic hit. And so, and also you and I are on the same, we're we're on the same page. Like we never really spent more than like, I let, let's say to be like generous 10 days straight every day in day out with our with our parents before no. like we like cracked and had to run away or go back to our lives or what what whatever the scenario was right I mean I can't now, wait to get my 
my place again and kind of a staff. I'm I'm like an introvert by nature. So I like being alone. I was, when this pandemic hit, I moved up to Santa Barbara to my friend's ranch and she wasn't there. And I was on a piece of property in total seclusion for six weeks. And I was the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> my mom was like, when are you going to come visit me? I'm like, oh, there is a bear. And I think he had Corona and I was exposed to it. She's like, wait, 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 a bear. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I can't come home. But I, I, you know, I, I love my parents and, and being here, you know, my dad's 82, my mom's 70. You, they're both in great health. I mean, my mom's been sick, but um, it's, it's really nice at this point in my life. I didn't, to be able to spend the time with them and to be able to bond with them. Most yes. people don't get that with their parents throughout their lifetime. So I'm just taking yes. this little period. Of course, the gardener is outside right now blowing. Can, do you hear that through the microphone? I can hear, but I, it probably won't get picked up on the mic. Should I go, sir, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> He's like, fucking millennial. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm uh, I'm really grateful to be able to spend this time with my parents right now. And you so, know, come, come the end of summer, I'll be out of here. But that's but that's the thing is, so you're, if I just heard correctly, planning on staying with your parents throughout the whole summer, which is the probably the longest you will ever have stayed with them over a stretch of time, correct? Yes, but I'm going to keep going back and forth too, like Santa Barbara, and I'm going to drive out to Colorado. So yes and no. My my clothes yes will no. live here. Okay. Okay. Which my mom so you thrilled so, about. So, well, Tay and I are going, we, we are going back to our apartment in Jersey City to tie up some like loose ends and then we are going to go to her parents and then we're taking her parents with us back to my parents for the fourth of july so we're having like a big uh, huge like family thing for fourth of july not huge that's the wrong word to use right now in a pandemic we're, we're you know we're social distancing right 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 it, but we are and we're you know under the the cdc uh, like whatever suggested amount of people at any given time um but and then after that then I kind of am just like, then Tay has to travel for work, unfortunately. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay here yeah. and like, I guess, continue to live with my parents. So yeah, we're kind of taking like little breaks here and there, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm learning like, when do I lose my mind? And this isn't even just around my parents. I don't want to like pick on my family, but like, I love Tay's sister and brother-in-law so much and her nephews and like, I adore her parents so much. I love her whole family, but it's like, there is something at some point where you start to like, you start to lose it being around other people. Like there's like a, a comfort, you know, to privacy and your own space and be able to, and, and, and your independence. Yeah. So like, I have the best of intentions to quote unquote, kind of like live with my parents. Like I was even saying, like, I think I'm going to order a new bed. Mm. Like I'm wow. taking over my sister's room. Wow. That's a I'm commitment. A, I know. Like, so you're gonna, really, really like in it. Well, the thing is, is that like I just I know we're gonna be here like for at least for for like a week and a half, two weeks, like off and on all summer. Cause it takes fucking six hours to drive here. So when wow. I come, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know? That's what she so said. my sister though. <laughs> When I come, I'm coming. I'm five. I'm five years old, by the way. You can quote me. Yeah. You, yeah. That, 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 I mean, the last time I was on a podcast, I literally said something about like vagina confidence and it's the quote that will haunt me for the rest of oh, my life. Oh, is that the one that I saw in comments by celebs? It is the one you saw. On I laughed so hard because I knew what you a big, me. what a big accomplishment that is to be on I the die. platform. And then that quote from somebody who doesn't really like, is not super sexual, never really talks about it. Yep. Have that. <laughs> being a lesbian, I think the quote was something to the effect of being a lesbian gave me vagina confidence. Kill yep. me. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> so yeah, when I come, I'm when I'm coming, when I'm, I'm coming. I come. And when I'm coming, that's I'm coming. the new one. That's the new one. Comments by celebs. <laughs> it takes me forever to get there. When I'm coming, I'm gonna come. So but that, I'm thinking of getting like a bed, a fan. Because your girl needs a fan. Yep. And I mean, if a fan's whatever. A, fa a, fan, a fan's fucking cheap. That's not like really that important. But then I was like, fuck it. I need a TV. Because sometimes I just need to get away, you know, yeah. and be in my room. So my sister's going to fucking flip because I don't have a bedroom here. So I'm like going to take over my sister's bedroom. And this is going to be <laughs> World War Three in the Strucker household oh. potentially. I got to talk to her before I start ordering all this crap. But your little sister is married off, you know, doing her thing. Or yeah, but she, she thinks her bedroom is her bedroom. Ah, uh, got like, it. Like, it still has all her pictures and, like, all her high school stuff. Got it. 
She my, lets my, my parents, dad keep his clothes in there. It's very nice of her. My parents were very smart. When we moved out of the house, they were kind of like, well, these are now our guest rooms. And if you come <laughs> here, you are a guest. So we don't have any of our, this is not your room, my room at That's all. That's smart. How do they do that? Well, they moved for, they've moved a couple. That, times. Helps. Like, yeah. that helps. So it's like, we don't have anything that is our collectively defines whose room is whose. But Ariana sleeps in the big room because there is a king size bed and she has a fiance and I have to sleep in the double room because I am older and I am alone. And so <laughs> sometimes Just pour salt in that wound. Sometimes our housekeeper sleeps over because she lives so far away. And uh -huh. so my mom is, you know, she's like our family. And so, of course, um, my mom is like, oh, yeah, you, you know, you just sleep in the room with Marina. I'm like, great. So I'm sleeping in the room with Marina and Ariana <laughs> sleeping in the big, you know, big girl room with her. Fiance. <laughs> great. This is great. <laughs> well, so, so, yeah. So living at home is great. Yeah. Sounds like it's going well. Going so really well. are you guys fighting yet? My My dad and I literally just got into a massive blowout last night oh no over richard Marcus. we really be, shouldn't be playing games i think it's a huge mistake because we're so like? competitive so competitive and like games just bring out we're competitive anyway so you want to throw games into the mix uh fuck i'm the worst to play games with because i don't care so i'll give oh, up about that's halfway fantastic. through and i just don't care like if i'm winning i'm like great Unless there's money involved, like a poker game, forget about it. Forget about it. Tay and I played, we play blackjack against each other. Don't ask. We just do. And we use money, real money. And she, that we decided that that's a very bad idea for our relationship because mm. she's can, savage. Yeah. I like, love I'm like, why can't you just like give me my money back? You're not fucking Vegas. You're not like, <laughs> this isn't real. This is fake. Like well, she, she took me would for like, you give her, recently. Your, her money back? Yes. No, no you hesitated. <laughs> Bitch, we all know. We know you. <laughs> um, also, I've been dying to talk about this. It just happened last night. And there's no greater person to talk about it with because we are both LGBTQ plus individuals. Members. What are your thoughts on Britney Spears Pride <laughs> Month video she put out on Instagram uh, yesterday? Bless her heart. Bless her heart. She really, you know, man. Like, wow. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. I, the thing is with her is I'm so just deeply concerned just overall about her well-being. It is so obvious that this girl has is so damaged. Um, and she's just doing the best she can, man. But Holy, do we like that boyfriend of hers? I don't know. I like that. The, the, so she posted for those of you who haven't seen it. Britney Spears posted a video about pride, and she was like, "Hey guys, it's me, Britney," because that's how she talks. Hey guys, it's me, it's me. Britney. And listen, Britney has always been a part of Pride. She has a lot of gay listeners, which is you know, like, she is all or, gay or, listeners, listeners, fans, which is like a great thing. I mean, there's a lot of pop stars who are like very deeply aligned with the LGBTQ plus community, Lady Gaga, Madonna. I mean, Cher. honestly. At Midler, even, even fucking like Taylor Swift at this point, you know, there would not be pop stars without gay people supporting exactly. and being their fans, especially hey, gay men, especially gay men. So, um, oh yeah, I, I, I had like a, um, I had like a leave Britney alone moment on my Instagram last night because I reposted Britney's. So I'm on Instagram and I follow Britney Spears because. Why wouldn't I? Mm -hmm. And I see this um, video that she posted that in the one before it, she was just like not even talking and just doing a pose and like the same, like in three different outfits, but like kept just repeating the same pose over and over again. Anyway, um, also Brittany, like those like pubic bone tattoos, like we know they're there. We don't need to keep seeing them. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I want, I, I, I want to get in there. Like I want to get my girl a stylist because like, she has like a hot bod and like she like 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 let's get a high waisted pant on you. Let's like snatch that waist. Like be like she's a snack and a half. I also want to like fix take a makeup. shower. Take a shower. Fix your take a shower, fix your makeup. But like I like she's she's got a lot to work with. Like I just want to 
I want to style the shit out of her. Anyway. Right. Well, part of her thing, though, apparently, is that she doesn't like to be touched. That's, yes. that's everybody's. Yes. Emma, I mean, that's every, what everybody has kind of said about her is that it's impossible to get her to sit down in a makeup chair to do her hair and all that. I think right. because being pulled at and pushed and made up and told what to do for so many years of your life, I think she's over it. I think it's a trigger for her. But I, I think it, it triggered her in the wrong, the opposite direction. Yeah, she, I do think somebody once said to me, oh, Darren Karp, friend of mine, she works for Andy Cohen. She's a personal assistant. And she said... Amongst many other things. She also has like a show on reality. It's called Reality Check on PeopleTV.com. Um, bunch of podcasts. Anyway, she, because she's been around celebrities, you know, by, I think she, it says on her Instagram, fame adjacent. Mm. So she's been around celebrities. And you, Alex, have also been around a lot of celebrities. Yeah. You are you are also very, very fame adjacent. And I'm pretty fame adjacent too. But um, she said that what she's noticed is that she believes people stop like, literally growing mm. in terms of evolving their personality and their maturity when they get super famous. So that's like why it's so hard for child stars to, you know, survive really is because they kind of, they get stunted at like eight or nine or right. like 11 or what have you. So I think Britney Spears is definitely like stuck at like 16. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so interesting. I, I, I absolutely subscribe to that theory that like no, totally. celebrities and so like let's take an Andy Cohen right Andy got like super famous in his like late 40s 50s so he's mm -hmm. like a an actual well-formed adult you know whereas other people not so much Taylor Swift is truly an anomaly as I'm like sitting here thinking about I it. know which I think she's you know paid for a lot of good therapists a lot of good therapy Yes, absolutely. But I mean, you even look at what happened to Justin Bieber. I mean, this poor kid. I'm not going to say this poor I kid. But I mean, he's, but well, also, you know, it's a lot for somebody to handle that much pressure, that much attention at such a young age. And yes, you, you don't really see anyone come out normal on the other side. No. I mean, the, the Olsen twins had to walk away from all of it. I know. Well, they're but just, then they started the row and that, I mean, they're, I'm, they're, they're, they're like perfect famous. Fine. They're, they're perfect famous because they're like loaded and also like kind of now like famous but left alone. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? It feels I mean, like ish. that at least. Ish. ish. But you know what's I'm interesting is like them. I think a lot of people would want to get into acting or that type of fame because of the financial benefits. You know, mm -hmm. you make a ton of money and so then you can live well and people become addicted to the money. But if and and less so about the fame and the the art of acting and the craft of acting. It's more about finances. And so when you get that amount of finances and then you know you can actually focus on what you want to do and how to grow your money. And so maybe the Olsen twins didn't even want to act. I mean, they're not right. thespians by any means. You're not they mean they're they're not how rude. They're not that good. No. <laughs> I mean, if you you look at actors who love the craft of acting. They're right. Leaders. They're in, you know, they're they they truly dedicate themselves to the craft. I mean, they're not actors. They're they made good money and now they're no. they're actually doing what they want to do. They were raised yeah. by stage parents. Exactly. And they made a fuck ton of money. And then didn't they emancipate from their parents and just like take all that money? I think parents so. actually kind of des deserve a lot of it when you really think like break it down, you know? Yeah, maybe they'll take a percentage like uh what's her name? I'm gonna totally do I'm gonna pimp the shit out of my kids. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway. Bless. Spoken like somebody who should not be a parent. So, um, Brittany. So, Brittany. So, I go on her Instagram. And, like, I'm conflicted by her Instagram because, like, it, it like, it, like, entertains me but also upsets me. Like, I, I have mixed emotions. Um, so, anyway. So, she is in a dress and she must have gotten, like, a new backdrop because she's been, like, really, like, like using really a lot into lately. it. Yeah, she soups into it. And it, I mean, listen, whatever brings you joy, girl, like you do you, boo-boo. So she's like, guys, it is pride. And I just want to say, like, I love my gay like audience so much, which is like, as a gay person, I'm like, thanks, Brit. Like, I appreciate it. And she's like, you guys are just do everything with like gusto and love. I'm paraphrasing, you know, and right. and I just like there are I can't even put into words how much I love you. I've spent the best nights of my life with you, which is again, like thank you sweet like she she's really appreciating and then her fucking boyfriend what did he say who, i couldn't hear what he said he was like i could i'm like are you mocking us sir 
I could not tell, but he was like, go LGBTQ plus from like the background. And then she goes like this, baby. And then like throws her hands up in the air, looks right at the, like, like plays pans to the camera. Right. Baby. And she's like, hmm, silly him. It was kind of like, she gave like a, oh, the old ball and chain kind of a look like silly man. I and know. I thought, why do we decide to post this one? <laughs> why did we decide to post this one and it was just so anyway so i i reposted her to my story and i wrote thank dot 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 you with a question mark and lots of exclamation points and then this like this this emoji how do i describe this one alex like this like i don't i don't the the girl who's like i don't know (laughs) i don't know what's going on and I had a gay guy. He he reached out to me and he DM'd me and he was so mad at me. He was oh, like, God. how dare you come for Britney? It was like, leave Britney alone. And I'm like, oh God, maybe I stepped in it again for like the bajillionth time in the last month. But I mean, I just, she's honestly, I find her highly entertaining. I think she has a really fun time making these videos. As long as and she's having a good really, time. We have a really fun time. <laughs> As long Watch as she's <laughs> as long as she's enjoying herself, that's all we can ask for. But I just want to say, you know, thank you, Brittany, for the support. Yeah, it was confusing, but I'll it take was it. Confusing, you know? but you know, <laughs> support is support. <laughs> you know what it feels like? It feels like uh, Brittany making that video. It's like the only people that are really watching it are pretty much gay men gay women and like a few straight people like her audience is primarily it's primarily gay and so it's like it feels like i don't know if this analogy is gonna work (laughs) i'm here for it it's not no it's not it's not gonna work it's not gonna work we're just gonna move on (laughs) (laughs) we just want to say thank you to brit for just keep you know what it's the content we never knew we needed but we do need it and i don't really know how it how it reads in your mind, Brittany, but you know what? Don't ever think it. Just keep doing Just it. Just keep doing it. <laughs> Just keep doing it. Um, okay, Alex. Also, like, are you at all dating right now? No. No, I'm not. I'm like You're not quarantine dating. No. And the thing is, too, living at home, my mother is just like every night she goes you know you just need to open yourself up you just need to just be more available i'm like mom first of all we're in a fucking pandemic and you're immunosuppressed and i'm living with you so first of all i can't open myself up even if i wanted to because i can't come home with the rona no forgive myself number two it's like she doesn't understand how hard it is to date especially dating both like men and women. It's like, I should have, she, in her mind, she should, she thinks I should have more options when in reality it's, I'm so fucking picky that it's a problem. But basically she just tells me every single night, like you need to, you just need to be more open. You need to soften your edges. I do have to ask you, I will say not to be like your mom here, but Oh God, Taylor, don't start. Alex, I'm just saying you are so talented. You are like so stunning. And so you, I'm sure you really have like your pick of the litter. I really I don't. Would, I don't get that. I really don't. Are it's, you secretly a serial killer? Maybe. I'm <laughs> mentally like not well. I've come to you, just, just not. I mean, every, we all. <laughs> look, I'm a, I'm pretty laid back. I'm pretty like. I I don't I have kind of like super even keeled um but I found that as soon as I do open myself up to somebody that I am like actually interested in without a doubt I always get rejected and I think I'm just going after the wrong people but like it happened like two big ones one after the other last year and it it just I was just was like I'm fucking and this one is still just like won't go away even though she's been like super clear, like this is never going to happen. And the one that I know, no, no, this one, no, not her. Oh, okay. (laughs) I just, I just did like a sign to Alex. No, okay. No, no, that one's like, wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you about it later, but it's, well, can you kind of tell me about it now? Sure. No, no, I can't. I mean, (laughs) sure. No, I can't. 
No, wait. Tell everybody why you can't tell. Tell the truth. You don't have to give away any specifics. Just tell the truth. Alex tends to date, want to date. Don't look at me like that. Celebrities? She Celebrities. <laughs> yes. I, there, thank you. I wanted you to say it. But you do. Like, yeah. that's your type. It yeah. just is. Yeah. And you and you do, you overlap with a lot of celebrities. You just do. And this is something actually that I have learned through one of my co-hosts on the Taylor Strecker Show because she lives in Los Angeles. She said, because she has like so many celeb stories, which she like totes shouldn't tell, but she does. And it's delicious and amazing. But like the audience is like, like she has a reputation for being a name dropper, which mm. is hysterical. Um, but the truth, she, she, she said, it's not that I'm like a name dropper. It's just that like once you're in, you're in. Because it's like it's it's like L.A. in the celebrity world. It's very small and it's very incestuous. So once you know like a handful, you kind of know them all. And like there is like this like it's almost like getting into the Soho house, but like even more selective. It's like getting into the Malibu Soho house. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I mean, I think and, just because I grew up in L.A., my parents were in the entertainment industry. It's they're right. It's just people that I've grown up with. So it's not. Right. Like I've come in and been, you know, whatever, but I also, that's just all I know. And I don't date, I mean, I've dated a few and by date, I mean like very loosely. Um, But no, 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 this person is totally different. It's like- This is a non-celebrity? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. And I, it's just, it's like, it involves a lot of different layers and we're still friends. Is it a guy or a girl? It's a girl. We're still friends. We're good. Um, but involves like work and all it's like, it's not, it's not, I can't really, I can't talk about it. It has, it's fine. fine. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Because so I am, I always say that I'm Taylor sexual, which is the gayest, but I say that because I am dating somebody named Taylor and she's the only woman I've ever really been attracted to and, or want to be affectionate with and I'm pretty sure we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. That's the plan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when people say what, you know, how would you categorize yourself? I like, I mean, I, I like, I'll fall into the category of lesbian. That's fine by me. I'm in a same sex relationship with a girl that I guess that would make sense. But like if Taylor and I were to break up poo 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 for any reason, I honestly don't know if I would be dating, like going to the cubby hole in New York city when it opens and, 2030, 2030 and start like finding like you know other rain coming to un- sit uh, down and give you a guinness <laughs> other ladies i like put on my best patagonia and go to the cubby hole yeah, right. um i don't i don't know if that's you know if that would even be my course of action um i might like if i, I think in my mind i'd be like well i probably would actually start dating men again why i have no idea that's just like what my brain says to me but like for you alex so you are like you are solidly bisexual. Yeah? Sure. I mean, so, I've always been kind of just the person and not necessarily So would you say you're pansexual? I hate that word, but sure. No. Fair no. Enough. I the thing is is that I don't really have a label for right. my sexuality and I don't think that I it just doesn't I don't feel like, well, like I fit in any category and that And I think that that's also fine. Well, that's why pan does exist. I'm with you. I like don't like the terms either. But like I got interviewed by Women's Health years ago and they were like, "So what are you?" and I was like, "I believe in labelless love," which is again truly the gayest thing that ever came out of my mouth. But mm-hmm. like I really do believe like I I I'm in love with this person right now and like I do I have to slap a label on it? I think labels are great for people who want them. Yeah. If you want your labels, you use those labels, honey. They're there for you, and I support that. But there are some of us that don't necessarily want to identify or label, and it just is what it is. I, I think know. you guys, you and I are really on the same page, actually, about that. Right. But I, I just, say, yeah, I just, I never felt comfortable with a label, and my mom is the only person that seems to have a problem <laughs> with this because she doesn't know what to tell her friends. What am I supposed no. to tell my friends that you are? Are you a lesbian? Are you straight? Are you bisexual? I don't know what to tell. I don't know. I was like, why are you talking to your friends to about your friends. who I'm sleeping with? <laughs> first of all, ma'am. Number one. And then she goes, Number my mom one. goes, when I first was dating women, you know, I grew up super Christian and my mom's always been really accepting, but I can always, there's always something in the back of my, of her mind. And I can tell when we talk about it is that she's convinced that I'm going to end up with a man. And, um, when I, when I first was dating women, I was like, mom, do you have a problem with this? She's like, no, I love Rachel Maddow. I go, okay, mom, you can't, I'm not dating Rachel Maddow though. 
<laughs> I'm dating this person. And first of all, like Rachel Maddow is never going to be attracted to me because I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, like she goes, Alex, I don't care if you date a cat or a dog or a Rachel Maddow. I go, so these are my options. A <laughs> man, a, dog. a man, a cat, a dog, or Rachel Maddow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is easier to date, men or women? This is because this is the question I get all the time, like from my straight friends, from like my, you know, I, I feel like my mom's like group of friends. Like they're very interested in this idea of same sex relationships and they're like is it easier and I'm like I I mean some in some ways it is in some ways it isn't like you want to feel good about yourself date a man because you will win a fight every time with a man as a woman as a straight woman fighting girls fighting each other oh my god I have never lost more fights in my entire life yep. girl yeah it is so fucking fr I am so stupid I am like a straight man, I've realized. Exactly. Oh, I I think me personally speaking, I cannot speak for the general consensus. I think for me, dating men is way easier because it's more my speed. I'm not a comp I'm not about confrontation. I'm not about you did this wrong or why didn't you call? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, do what you want to do, bro. It's all good. And that's easy. I mean, it's easy for me. For with women, I turn into like the, I cry all the time. I'm so emotional. I'm so, it's so, I don't, I don't know. For me, it's so difficult, mainly because I'm apparently so bad at it. Bad at crying? No, bad at dating women. Oh. <laughs> I'm really good in bed though. So I've been told. <laughs> dating part, the emotional part, not so much. <sighs> Sex makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> <sighs> Like, I'm like, good for you. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> I have vagina confidence, though. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I swear, I don't even think I said that. I think that they put the words in. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, you did. <laughs> you have vaginfidence. <laughs> Vag <laughs> well, apparently, you also have vaginfidence in your own and apparently with others. Yeah. Bragging about how good you are. I mean, I've never, I'm not complaining <laughs> except for that one person that literally complained to my face as we were having. I think you're terrible. Yeah. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. Way. That one? No way. No way. That one? Oh, yeah. What'd she say? That I was doing everything wrong. I'm like, admit, <laughs> ma'am. And I should leave. I should. <laughs> Wow, that, crazy. That ruined any vaginfidence that I had. <laughs> and I had to rebuild it back up. I had to remember. You know what? I, I don't think that there's such a thing as being good at sex or bad at sex. I think that it's more about compatibility and chemistry, That's right? That's true. Okay. Like, I, I just have one, one win in my life. Rachel Maddow doesn't want to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> I got my dog who's on his deathbed, but he's an option. He's an option He's, if I want. According to your mom, to my mother. <laughs> you can marry your dog. Um, my, I had a friend that she was always like, I'm so good at sex. She's straight. I love dick. Oh, no, I'm, so I'm good not at good at sex. sex <laughs> I'm horrible. I literally blow job two seconds in. I'm crying like because I'm from gagging. And oh I'm God. like, when is it over? Please. When is it pl done? Please. Like basically, actually, though, I think guys probably like that. So, <laughs> so you are good. I am great. <laughs> You're good at being bad. I'm good at being bad. Exactly. Um, so my friend was like, I'm so good. At, I'm so good at sex. This, that, and the other. And I was like, okay, whatever, whatever. And one night I remember we were out and we were like a big group of people. And it was like my friend crew that I brought her along with, which was like rare. I was, I was usually hanging with her friends. And so there was a guy there that I worked with. He was super adorable. And he had his friend there. And his friend was psychotically flirting with my friend. She was flirting back. And so I said to my friend about his friend, I said, oh, my God, my friend's like, she's like a row, a lioness in the bed bedroom. Like, can he handle her kind of a thing? And he was like, oh, my God, he's like, Mr. I'm the best sex. I love sex. And like, oh, my God. They're their conversation, they were going back and forth, like trying to like out sex talk each other. Like, no, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do this to you. And we were like, well, they're going to bang tonight. So anyway, they went back, did what they did. And the next morning I saw her and she was like, 
oh my God, he was so bad in bed. And I was like, what? And she's like, oh. all talk, no game, whatever. And so then like a while, like maybe a week later, I ran into this friend of mine. I was like, so what did your friend say about my friend? He said, he said that she was horrible in bed, worst he's ever had. Oh. And so these two people who are like, I'm so good. No, I'm so good. We're going to have such good sex with each other. They both said that they were the worst each other has ever had. But I'm like, and there it is. There like, it there's is. no such thing. Like, you can't just be universally good at sex. No, I mean, I got checked pretty hard. <laughs> so don't let that get to you. Like, you just didn't have chemistry with her. Yeah, apparently not. But she's too busy being queen of the world. Don't worry about her. It's Beyonce, everybody. That's, that's <laughs> just come out and say it. Beyonce said that I was bad in bed. <laughs> well, Alex- I could only wish. Don't, don't. I know what you're about to say. We're out of time. Thank you for joining. No, me. we've done this three <laughs> times and I'm not finished. Okay. What do you want to say? I don't know. <laughs> I just want to keep talking to you. Now I'm spoiled. We've been talking for what it seems to be 17 hours over the last month. <laughs> well, it pretty much has been. Oh, we should do this more often. I agree. I love having you on the show. My audience loves when you come on the show. Are you kidding me? More Alex Thermopolis, they always say. That's Plus, so nice. On top of being hilarious, entertaining, vulnerable, open, interesting, the bitch can cook. Yeah, people. I can. That's why she's at Alex T. Cooks on Instagram. Yeah. Um, you want to give us like a delicious dish we should make for, uh, I don't know, the 4th of July? That's coming up. Um, there's this thing called a, a, a hamburger that oh um ooh, do tell me do t- do pray tell it's more. where you take ground beef and you actually no joke i don't I, i've grown up eating hamburgers i love mcdonald's and don't even come for me like i am so unabashedly like not ashamed of my love for mcdonald's it's truly the best hamburger like ever invented i digress so Anyway, but I'm not really a burger maker. I'm a burger eater. Mm. And so I was with Tay. Have you heard of um, Pig Beach? Yep. Okay. So our really good friends, mine and Tay, like they like are owners. Oh, I think I did an event with one of them in Louisville. We were talking about you. Maddie? Not Maddie. The other one. Um, uh, Rob? Yes. Rob. Yes. Oh my God. Rob. What did he say about me? That you're awful. (laughs) would believe it so anyway so he does love me secretly now i'm all insecure. no no so, he, he actually does love you and taylor really yeah, oh i do love him he's like he's such a guy oh my god yeah like he's the guyest guy you've ever met in your entire life so anyway so they actually won re- the last um food uh it, the food network comes and they do that new like, york they food do, like, the burger, ba- yeah, burger the bash burger bash and they won last wow. year. wow and we were there for it. It was fucking awesome. And their burgers are so good. So, but like, so I was making burgers recently because Tay and I just got a grill in our apartment. And I was like, I don't know how to fucking make burgers. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was just the meat. But I think that like I remember like you add a one or an egg or breadcrumb. And I started to like have a full-blown panic attack. Oh, that so seems how, fancy to me. How do you make the perfect burger? Well, I it just depends on preference. I really like a thin burger. Like I like okay. the thin smashed one. And I never grill my burgers what i don't grill them i put a cast iron pan on top of the grill get the get the pan really hot because when you have a burger on the grill all the fat and the juice and all the goodness drips down in the grill okay so you end up just losing a lot of that deliciousness so i always do it in a pan either on the stovetop or in a grill um and i get it really hot and i do super thin burgers and i get them like really really crispy on both sides so how long on each side? Like, so, okay, so if, so you have a cast iron pan or mm-hmm. dish or whatever, you stick it on the grill for how long? I put mine on for like, while the grill's heating up for like a half an hour. I mean, those things can get really, really hot. And, and then you put, and then, and then how much on each side? Uh, it just depends on, it depends. I like to do three minutes, two, three minutes side when it's really thin. If it's thicker, it just depends on how thick your burger is. When you say thin, though, give me like you got to give me like a visual. You got to give me like like something, like a quarter inch, quarter inch, and I'll do two. Okay, and I always like make this, like 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 an iPhone. Sure, like the the wow, that's thin, girl. I like a thin burger with lot with American cheese. You got to have American cheese on it. I I like a burger's not a burger to me. I hate when people put cheddar 
Honeberg, get Ick. the fuck sweaty try hard. Get out of here with your barbecue sauce and all like I just like a classic thin burger, American cheese, and then like in and out sauce, that burger sauce, you know? Okay. I wonder if they can sh- I wonder if you can ship that cross country. No, you can make it. It's super easy. It's like a what mi- is it? it's it's half ketchup, half mayo, some pickles, some onion, and then like a squirt of yellow mustard. It's super easy. This is how Alex she she refuses to give specific recipes. No, I don't. I don't ever follow recipes. I think if you give people recipes, you can use them as guidelines, but never use them as like absolute truth because then you'll never become a better cook. You'll never be able to train your palate to see what needs more salt, what needs more sugar, like balance all that. You know, I don't like giving. I just say you figure it. I figured it out. You fucking figure it out too. Going <laughs> <laughs> to be a great great parent. Alex, I adore you guys. Follow Alex on Instagram at Alex T. Cooks. And Alex, is there anything else that we need to be promoting for you? I have nothing going on Fantastic. at all. So <laughs> let's just uh, just love that. Embrace it. Be grateful for the nothingness. I think we're all in a very similar boat right now. Yeah. Um, well, I love you. Thanks summer. for always I having love me you on. Too. Ugh, are you kidding me? I love having you on. Thank you for giving me so much of your time to come out with one. I'm glad podcast. we did this. This one I feel is our best one. Me too. I was thoroughly entertained the entire time. This is what we do, Alex. We just make fun of ourselves and we then that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's <really>. about it. <laughs> Us trying to handle something heavy. No. We're just like you moms, we're not Rachel Maddow. We're not Rachel Maddow. We're not smart enough to. All we can do. Simply we're we're in the, we're in the we're in the position of listening at the moment, like the whole world. We are like we we got to change. We got to do better. Like you and I, we just need to sit back and listen for a little bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get, yeah, get everything recently. You know, somebody recently on Instagram said to me like, "Oh, excuse me, I had I had posted something a while ago, and I haven't taken it down because I feel like if people want to get mad at me, like they're allowed to. Like, like I'll be the proverbial punching bag because I made a mistake and I spoke as if I knew what a movement was about when I'm not. I can be a part of the movement, but I am not somebody who can speak from that point of view. And so I learned my lesson and I've, I've actually addressed it on Taste of Taylor. If you go back a couple episodes, it's there. Um, but but because the post is still up, I still sometimes get tricklings on it. Mm. And somebody recently was like, oh, oh, I didn't realize you had the answers to everything. And then basically like shut the fuck up. And I like wrote back immediately and I was like, I have... Uh, heard why you are angry you Mm -hmm. i understand why this is problematic and triggering i i really am sorry i promise to shut up like that's like now my my promise is like to shut up and when there's something pertinent to share i will gladly use my platform to share it so yeah and when that's not happening alex and i just talk about dating our dogs dating our dogs (laughs) living with our moms hey do me a favor tell your mom i say hi and i'll tell my mom that you say hi how about that i will Okay. How about that? How about that? You guys, that's it for us this week. Alex, thank you so much again. At Alex T. Cooks on Instagram. She'll show you the delicious food she makes, but she won't fucking tell you how to cook it. Um, you can always Sometimes follow I'll me. share recipes. You can always follow me at Taylor Strecker. You guys, that's it for us this week. Until then, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Um, until next week. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye.